Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I have a very special guest today. With me today is Connor Boyack. Connor, did I say that right? You did indeed. Okay. I, I heard it a couple of times, but I thought, you know, I got to I gotta make sure that I can say it uh, correctly. You know, I did go to public schools in Los Angeles, so that's, it's, it's my problem, not, not anybody else's. But, um, and Connor, I know you do a lot of things, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a series of books that you've written, but tell us a little bit about you, your background, and, and then we'll get into kind of some of the books and things that you've written and how they can be useful to the audience. Uh, for sure. So uh, thanks for having me. I'm what I like to call a full-time freedom fighter. Uh, I run a, a group that uh, the type of group is often called a think tank. So uh, we're a, a nonprofit that does a lot of research and education and advocacy to try and get laws changed in favor of you know free markets, personal freedom, and so forth, called Libertas Institute uh, here in Utah. We've been at that for about uh, eight or nine years had a lot of success, changed a bunch of laws, had a lot of fun. Um, but along the way, you know, I'm a dad of young kids and I would find myself coming home at the end of the day, wanting to share with my kids what I did that day. Cause I would naturally ask them, Hey, what did you do today? And you know, how do you talk to an eight year old about eminent domain, for example, right? right? Like how do you communicate uh, to these younger kids about some of these political and economic ideas? And so um, that kind of launched this, at first it was this, uh, just kind of this, like, I don't know, si- I wouldn't even call it a side venture. It was just this fun little side project, uh, producing these books, but they have just taken off. These are the, the Tuttle Twins books and now have become kind of this massive, uh, thing that just takes way more of my time because there's, there's, uh, so much opportunity out there now that kind of the brand has gotten out and, um, and so it's kind of complementary to what we're doing overall, trying to educate people about the principles of a free society, uh, but just in totally uh, kind of a unique and innovative way that previously wasn't really being done. You know, that's really cool. When I saw the subjects of the books originally, I thought, wow, do kids really read that? Right. And, and, but then when you start to read the books, kids love them and they respond to them so well. And Nick Costco, his son, Jake, who I think is still 11, um, but he might be 10. Anyway, he, uh, he loves these books, and, and Nick sent me uh, a link for a package of books. And if you buy the package, then I think you can buy a couple other books at a discount. And my, I think there's like 12 books in total. Does that make sense, Connor, something like that? We, uh, we have 11 children's books right now. We have some other products, but like the, the main series, there's 11. Okay. All right. Maybe my 11 year old was trying to convince me there was 12. She was, she's getting, she's, she's getting an incentive to read them all. So, uh, you know, maybe she was trying to sweeten the pot. I'm just kidding. So I'm sure I got that number wrong, but 11 books. And it was, first of all, it was an incredible bargain for these 11 books, but my 11 soon to be 12 year old, even though some of them are written for kids a little bit younger than her, she still really, I mean, enjoyed them and she could just, you know, she could get, she could get the concept really quickly. And, and it's funny because I was talking to her and she was talking to my wife 
and my wife, her strengths are not really in the economic realm or, you know, wealth building like we talk to people about. So she, she said, maybe I should read those books. Do you get that a lot, Connor, where like adults are reading these books? Well, as I said, this project started, uh, you know, as a dad wanting to find a way to teach his kids and not really seeing other, you know, books or resources out there. I looked on Amazon, there was nothing. And so that, that's what ultimately prompted the, the idea for this project. And so at first it was, you know, let's teach kids. Let, let's uh, teach kids like mine about these ideas. And so we started doing these books. Unintentionally, on our part, uh, we have a massive secondary audience, which is the parents. Uh, right. And even, you know, older kids as well, uh, you know, as, as in the case that you mentioned, you know, we have even teenagers willing to read this. The, it's beneath, you know, their, their level in terms of like the style of the book, but the ideas are so, you know, engaging or whatever that they'll read it. But man, the, the parents, I would say, you know, easily a third, maybe even a half of the parents who get our books are, themselves are unfamiliar with these concepts you know, free market economics and property rights and justice and so forth. They might kind of generically believe in freedom or call themselves conservative or limited government or whatever, but they've never really had an understanding of any of the particular aspects of these ideas. And of course, these same people are highly unlikely to pick up a copy of, you know, The Road to Serfdom by F.A. Hayek or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, And so they they never really get exposed to those kind of... um, philosophical ideas or ideological ideas and principles. So here now they find themselves on a recommendation often from a, you know, a friend, another mom who's like, Oh, my kids love these books. They end up getting them. And in a, a, a shared setting, a bonding moment between parent and child, you know, they're sitting down to read these books with their kids ostensibly to teach their kids these ideas or to have their kids learn these ideas. But because that, the barrier to entry is so low. This isn't a thick book. It doesn't have big words. It's got tons of illustrations and everything else. The the parents are way more easily able to absorb these ideas as well. So literally every day we get multiple emails, social media posts and everything from parents saying, oh my gosh, I learned so much. I never remember learning any of this in school. Where have these been all my life? And so it's created this huge opportunity, not only to reach kids as is our intention, but also you know, kind of broaden the pie, help way more adults learn these ideas, which as someone who runs a think tank and our whole job is trying to educate voters, you know, adults about some of these ideas, this becomes a very effective way to, to do it as it turns out. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. You know, that I think it, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we get no financial education in school. We get no education about true freedom and whatever even the goals are. And actually, what we're taught about money is really to enslave us into a system that is designed to control us. So, you know, putting money like in a qualified plan or some kind of government sponsored plan, and then hope that the government doesn't change the rules on you in the next 40 years or something. I mean, that's just, that's just, and they won't even tell you what they're going to tax you at. I mean, that, that's number one dumb. But what I find that's amazing is, there's just not enough resources. So everybody, you know, all of the advertisements that we see in a day and and a marketing person told me that you see 5,000 ads a day. And now that might be a logo on a t-shirt or a pair of uh, shoes, whatever it is, but 5,000 things a day to try to get money to flow away from you. 
but 5,000 ads a day to make you think there's so many ads at a day that make you, that are trying to make you think uh, that things that are true that aren't true. And um, things like the, about the federal reserve and things about socialism and, and, and all of that, and really the stock market and banking and all of these things that people just, it seems like too big of a subject to tackle. And your books do such an incredible job of making that simple and easy to understand. Yeah, it's been rather interesting. Um, you know, we, we seem to have stumbled on kind of a format that, that works. And, you know, though I'm kind of the, the author and, and whatever behind doing this, like, I feel like ultimately I can't take a lot of credit because we just kind of stumbled into this and decided to do it this way. This wasn't like a master plan or whatever, but, but man, it is really resonating. I mean, we are selling thousands of copies a day. Uh, you know, we, we translate this into, into a dozen languages. We sell them all over the world. Wow. Um, it, it seems to be kind of a message prepared for this time, especially where things are crazy Parents are feeling it. They want to talk to their kids about, you know, the way the world works and help them understand. They often feel, though, the parents that they don't understand. So they're looking for help. And then, you know, lo and behold, they find us. And so we, we definitely feel like, you know, we were kind of poking at this for a while, uh, you know, trotting along, doing a book here, book there, selling some. But, man, it's just exploded. And, um and, and, you know, it's exciting, right? Because we're serving a lot more families. We're helping them get educated, but it, it makes me realize how big the problem is. You yeah. know, when, when these comments, uh, literally multiple times a day, um, all basically say in one way or another, like, I've never known this before, or, you know, I've never encountered this information or no one explained it that way. And I, I didn't learn that in school it makes me realize, man, that the school system has abjectly failed. Um, you know, the, the kids are learning a lots of facts and dates, but not ideas, not concepts, not application. What does that mean for our electorate? What does that mean for our society? Um, and, and it really has awoken me, I think, increasingly to a recognition of how big the problem is. And, and you know, we're not the solution. We're a solution. Um, but it really emboldens me, I think, uh, for me personally to just run faster, right? Like we're, we're producing nine books in the next year alone, just wow. because we're trying to accelerate, uh, our whole initiative because we, we now see there's an opportunity number or increased opportunity with the, the heightened demand and awareness, but also just feeling this internal pressure, this anxiety almost of like, these problems are massive and we need to try and solve them. And we got to do it quickly because look at the state of affairs in our country. Look how quickly things are shifting. You know, maybe we can do some good, but we got to do it quickly. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's a, that's a great point, Connor. And, and I commend you again for what you're doing. I mean, you're really making a huge impact and huge influence. Like you said, not only on, on young people, but also on their parents so that they're, their parents aren't teaching them the wrong things, maybe that they were taught by their parents or they weren't taught it at all. You know, um, let's talk about some of the, some of the subjects of the books, just uh, so people can, and sure. obviously if you want the books and you want a, a description, you can go to TuttleTwins.com. There's some great offers on there too, which, you know, you're producing all these books, but the deals that you have on there, I mean, are, are really cool. 
Um, I had a great friend who called me and said, I need to teach my kids more. She had her 13 and 14 year old listen to The Strangest Secret, which we've played as just a podcast on here a few times. And it's really about mindset, right? And she said, I need to teach these kids some other things. And I, even at 13 and 14, I referred her to your site because I guarantee she could read these books and learn something. And so mm -hmm. just like we've been talking about, but what, just so people know, what are sure. some of the maybe more popular or ones that people go, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So all of our children's books, uh, as I said, we have 11 so far. Um, they're all based on kind of classic books or essays. The, the goal of ours has been to uh, point people to these classics, but with kind of this fun kid oriented reader's digest version almost. And so we, we, you know, for example, our first book is based on uh, the booklet or essay, uh, The Law by Frederick Bastiat, written in 1850 about the proper role of government and individual liberty, very uh, seminal work that has influenced a ton of people. And uh, so what we do in that particular case, as with the other books, is we take kind of the five to seven key ideas from the original uh, book or essay, and we weave those into a fun story where throughout the story, uh, the Tuttle twins, you know, experience or observe uh, those principles, those ideas so that they can learn about them. And then, of course, our young readers through the Tuttle twins characters learning about them as well. And so then at the back of our books, we point people to the original work upon which ours is based. Like, hey, here's the, you know, here's Frederick Bastia, here's the law, here's what it is, here's where you can find it. Um, the whole goal being, you know, hey, like if you like this and want to learn more, or as your kids get older, or hey, you parents, right? Like here's the, uh, here's where you can go learn more deeply about these ideas. So uh, we have the Tuttle Twins Learn About the Law, which is that book uh, all about justice and uh, personal freedom and so forth. Our second is uh, Tuttle Twins and the Miraculous Pencil. This is all this is based on iPencil by Leonard Reed about how a pencil is made. And uh, through that example, learning all about the free market and a concept called spontaneous order that, you know, pencils are made without any like pencils are overseeing production of pencils. It's just kind of the harmony of the, the market or the invisible hand, as Adam Smith called it, mm -hmm. uh, bringing people together. Uh, the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. Uh, all about the Federal Reserve and inflation and money. Um, Tuttle Twins and the Food Truck Fiasco, that one's based on uh, economics in one lesson by um, Henry Hazlitt. And, uh, you know, protect, we talk about protectionism, uh, especially in there, central planning, all that kind of stuff. And, and it goes on. We got a book based on The Road to Serfdom by Hayek, uh, Atlas Shrugged, uh, Foreign Policy, uh, Ron Paul. Uh, entrepreneurship uh, by Israel Kirzner. Uh, we have a book on education based off of the work of uh, the late John Taylor Gatto, uh, award-winning public school teacher and, and an education reformer. Our most recent book is uh, The Tuttle Twins and the Messed Up Market, which is based on a book by Ludwig von Mises, uh, Human Action, his kind of uh, you know uh, master work that is extremely difficult to read. I know you've chatted with Bob Murphy before, and he has yeah. kind of his, his own Reader's Digest version of that uh, to help people get through it. And then we've taken it one step further with a kind of a, a kid's book that introduces some of those ideas about human action and incentives and things like that. Um, and so our whole goal here is to, to take these classic works where people have, have really explained these core ideas that, that the public needs to learn 
And then we're just taking it one step further to make it more accessible, even to kids, just kind of an introductory um, fun story to uh, help people learn some of these ideas, pique their interest. Um, our, our goal is not necessarily to get people to go read those original works, although many of them do. Our goal is really to foster conversations and discussions between parents and their kids. And, and in that, I think we've succeeded. We get so uh, much reader feedback from the parents saying, holy cow, our dinner discussions are amazing now, right? Because now the kids have that like reference point with yep. the, the material that they've read, where if we bring up this idea, if we're the grocery store and I say, hey, why do you think there's 83 kinds of potato chips? <laughs> right. The, the kids have a reference point. It's not a, uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like th there's a familiarity there, a foundation that parents can now build on and have some really fun conversations with their kids. And so that's our whole goal um, and, and what we're striving to do. That's awesome. And I love the books for the teens, too. You got three books for the uh, for teens and some um, ebooks that are that are cool, just like 13 questions um, for the dinner table conversation, just things like that. I mean, it's really cool. All the things that you're doing now, is there. There's also a curriculum or something too, right? Yeah. So this is uh, found at freemarket.totaltwins.com. And uh, this is our free market economic curriculum. Uh, we call it free market rules, uh, kind of a double entendre, right? Free, the rules of the free market, but also, yeah, the free market rules. Um, and so that was our, our fun title that we chose. But yeah. this, this program is a week-by-week -week curriculum uh, for kids of all ages and, and frankly, also their parents. So it's kind of a family curriculum where week by week, everyone starts at, you know, unit one, lesson one, we've got lesson material and activities for the young kids, for the old kids. We've got info for the parents, discussion questions. We call them dinner conversation starters. And, yeah. uh, and so every week, you know, people start, or excuse me, every, yeah, every week, uh, families get kind of the next building block. So everyone, everyone's starting at the basics. And then, you know, we progressively build on that as they learn about all of the core economic concepts. And then we get more complex over time. So we got thousands of kids now, excuse me, now uh, participating in this curriculum and learning in depth, uh, but in a kind of fun and engaging way, a relevant way uh, for kids. We're making it accessible to kids. They're, they're learning like all of the aspects of you know, free market economics way more than most college students even come away with in their econ classes that bombard them with, you know, uh, charts and graphs and supply demand curves and stuff like that. Well, no, the economic way of thinking is much more abstract, much more uh, relevant to daily life than that. And that's what uh, we're teaching these kids. Yeah. If they don't understand the concepts, then the details are irrelevant. Right. And that's right. that the, the concept is so important. In fact, um, you know, when we talk to somebody about wealth planning, Connor, sometimes what we do is we show this, um, this, uh, uh, picture that shows th there's two movies pl playing at this movie theater. And there's a lot the one movie is called an inconvenient truth. Now, not, not Al Gore's inconvenient truth, just a, a, an actual inconvenient truth about money. And then on the other, uh, in the other theater is a, a, a reassuring lie and as in the in the in the cartoon there's everybody standing in line in fact there's a line down the street for the reassuring lie and and nobody's standing in line for the the um inconvenient truth and 
I really think that what we try to do on a daily basis, and, and this is what you, you guys are doing it in a different form and a different message, but it's, it's all connected is um, you can't stand in that reassuring lie line. And, and like you said, you can't just go through school and even, you know, even if you went to university and got a degree, you're not going to learn about economics. You're not going to learn about how to run a business or be an mm-hmm. entrepreneur or how your money really works. And it, and you have to educate yourself and, um, and, and the resources that you guys have put together are just amazing. Now, you have books for adults, too, that you personally have written, too, right? Yeah, you know, I've I've written a number of books over the years. Uh, One I'll mention uh, is particularly relevant right now. Two years ago, I wrote a book called Feardom uh, about how uh, politicians and the media exploit our emotions. Uh, Tons of historical examples in there about how people have been scared into, you know, surrendering their freedom, scared into supporting a particular policy or military conflict or whatever. Uh, because we were told that there's a threat. And so, oh, here, protect me. And it happens yeah. over and over and over again. And uh, you definitely look at the world happening right now with, with COVID and the degree to which uh, scared people are willing to submit to whatever they're told. Um, it's When I wrote that book a few years ago, it was a few months afterwards where I had this epiphany, and it was a pretty depressing one, where on the one hand, uh, it was exciting for marketing reasons that the book would always be relevant because yeah. this is a very kind of evergreen thing that, that human nature, I guess, is just susceptible to. So I'm like, hey, well, this book is never going to gather dust. It's always going to you know, have a marketing opportunity to keep getting the word out. But then the depressing thing was kind of the flip side of that. Like, that sucks, right? Like, we're, we always are being exploited. Our emotions are always being manipulated. And it's this like time tested thing that keeps happening that we can't seem to snap out of. Um, and so that that's one uh, that I, I think is particularly relevant to what's happening today. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, uh, Nelson Nash gave me that book um, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. That's a it, it's uh, it's so relevant right now with what's going on out there in the world. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so Connor, thinking about books, and we've talked about a lot of books and maybe we don't even need this part of the show. I always ask somebody, what are one or two books that if you just, you know, you, that you would uh, recommend that every single person that you know, wherever met would, would, should read. Are there, are there a couple of books that stand out to you? And if it's one of these books, then that's great too. <laughs> read all my books. Just kidding. Um, so I'm going to recommend one. It's, it's short. You can even find it, I believe, online. Uh, hardly anyone knows about this, and yet everyone needs to read it. Uh, this is more political than, than economic, but it absolutely has uh, profound economic implications as well. Uh, the title of, I guess, uh, it's more of a, an essay, although it's been included in various books. Uh, we turned it into a little booklet our, ourselves. It's called The Right and Wrong of Compulsion by the State. And uh, this was written by a gentleman uh, named Alberon Herbert. Um, I believe, if I'm remembering right, I think in like 1851 or the 1880s or something like that. Uh, and, and yet it has stood the test of time. It is a power-packed uh, document about the problems with coercing people um, the, and, and analyzing why freedom is so essential and why uh, the coercion by the state, why manipulation of people, which of course has economic uh, implications when you think of things like 
the Federal Reserve and 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 other uh, things like that, um, especially taxation. <laughs> right. Uh, you you start to look at how when uh, people are coerced, there are uh, profoundly disastrous implications. This is uh, as I've recommended this over the years to people. Um, I have never encountered a person when I follow up with them and I say, "What did you think?" Uh, consistent mind blown reactions, people being like, Oh my gosh, that was phenomenal. Um, and so I don't know why, uh, it has not caught on maybe because it's older, but it is, it's easy to read and, and it packs a punch. So that is the right and wrong, uh, of, uh, of compulsion by the state. The other one I'll, I'll recommend, um, is a bit outside of the, the core economic stuff, because I think it's, it's good for those of us who, who are kind of econ geeks and always kind of thinking about this stuff to get outside perspectives um, is a book called influence uh, by Robert Cialdini and uh, influence is now uh, kind of a highly uh, utilized book in like marketing and advertising uh, programs. Uh, it discusses the kind of neuropsychology of how the mind works and how much like my book Theorem talks about it in a political context of you know, we're being manipulated because our, our minds are being, uh, you know, exploited, our, our emotions and fears. This particular book, Influence, comes at it more from a PR and uh, marketing angle to talk about, as you mentioned at the outset, 5,000 advertisements a day. We're just being bombarded with these messages. There are people trying to influence us, and there is a science behind it. There is absolutely a way to uh, maybe not manipulate people, but to absolutely um, let's see, uh, induce uh, behavior that otherwise would not happen. It's the whole, uh, uh, you know, modus operandi behind the PR profession. You're trying to get people to do things they otherwise wouldn't. As you pointed out, you know, with all the marketing messages, they're trying to get us to part with our money. Um, and so influence is amazing because uh, he gives all these examples of how uh, this has been used, but then also in explaining it is saying, much like I do in feardom in a political context, he's doing it in a marketing context of saying, here's how you can avoid being influenced. And also here's how you can be an influence for good. If you have a message you want to get out there, right? If it's infinite banking or if it's, you know, uh, property rights or whatever your message is that you're focusing on, um, it's important to know how to influence others, not to manipulate them, but to encourage behavior. And so it's kind of like a gun where, Guns can be used for good purposes. They can also be used for horrible purposes. It's a tool. Um, yeah. It depends on the use of, of, uh, of the individual. Um, I think uh, things like uh, the art of persuasion have been used in the negative against us profoundly. I think it's incumbent upon us who have good messages that can help people to try and master these uh, marketing tools, to try and understand how we can uh, persuade others to do good, to improve their lives. And so that's a, a book that I would heartily recommend as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, those are two books that I have not read. And uh, so I will be um, getting those books today. And I love books like that. And I, I love the, I love to read. That's um, something that uh, I didn't as a kid, but um, and I needed the, your books around when I was, uh, when <laughs> I was young, but. Uh, didn't we all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Connor, this is uh, it, I always love talking about freedom and free markets because you have to, you know, when, when there's so many messages of every single day that we see that are trying to tell us how to let the government control things and like the, like more government would be better. And, you know, when you're a business owner, it's, it's, it's so freeing 
to say, just like you said, with your books, you try these different things. And then all of a sudden these, something takes off in your business that maybe you didn't think was going to take off. You were doing it for a different reason, but that's always, if you always do it, if you're trying to do it to make money, typically it's a, it's a struggle. If you're trying to do it just because it's the right thing to do and you're trying to get out a message and it's a good, honest, you know, uh, message, then it just blows up kind of like, uh, your Tuttle twins books have. And, uh, I can't thank you enough and commend you for your efforts and, uh, and, and the, and, and I, I can only, I, I pray that your company is just going to keep on growing and growing and growing and influencing more people. And, uh, um, so as you have other things come up, maybe we'll have you back on, but I, I want, I want this to be one of those episodes that people listen to and then go take action, go get the books or go educate yourself. You know, there's a lot of, uh, material out there. You just got to go find it and educate yourself to the truth. Connor, thanks again. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on and, and uh, pointing people to the Tuttle Twins books. We're eager to get the word out uh, as much as we can. So, so thank you again and uh, look forward to, to chatting with you in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, audience. Until next time, break away from the herd. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.